Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Welcome to episode 96. So this quarter has been quite the learning curve for me as an owner, transitioning from out from behind the chair into our third year at our location. And we have seen massive growth, which comes with a lot of changes and focus that is allowing us to continue on that trajectory. This quarter, my new motto has been, let's get better before we get bigger. And if you like to take that and make it your own, I invite you on that journey with me. Whether you are behind the chair or the owner, knowing what moves the needle is crucial to your success. When we can simplify and create a process of how we do something, it is so much easier to rinse and repeat. But we need to focus in on our business and prioritize what matters the most. And, you know, I I never really understood a salon owner's perspective of responsibility and pressure until I actually became one. And now I do not have all the answers, but I do enjoy sharing my experience with you all of the success and the discoveries that I've made to shed light into the world of salon ownership. You know, and I've also been doing hair for about 20 years. So if ownership is not in your future, I feel like we can still relate, which is why I wanted to touch on this topic of what to focus in on in your role in the salon. There are many moving pieces in a business that it is needed to allow it to grow and operate and just function daily. As a stylist behind the chair, it can become so busy and there isn't time for air, let alone lunch and a bathroom break. So I definitely feel both sides. And being busy, it can feel good, but it doesn't equal success. See, if you're slammed behind the chair, chances are we may be slipping in the areas that actually help grow our business. We can get messy, We can miss opportunities that financially benefit both the stylist and the business. And at the end of the day, most of us feel exhausted and the day feels like a blur. Can you relate to that? If you are a salon owner and taking control of everything, you may be slacking on time management, understanding your priorities, and missing opportunities to serve your team. So I'd like to share what I believe the owner should focus on versus what employees should focus on. So I want to start first with the salon owner. 
and stick with me if you are an employee because I feel like this should give you better judgment on are you with the right salon owner? Are you with the right leader? So what I believe the salon owner should focus on is being the visionary. And what I mean by this is it's important that salon owners stay ahead of the curve by by researching the latest products that are on the market that will give your business the creative edge. We need to focus on the goals for the month, the quarter, and the year projections and take the appropriate actions to ensure that we stay on track to accomplish our goals. So being laser focused on what direction you're trying to move your business is going to be crucial and help you with your leadership. Which brings me to the next one. Being a salon owner, you should be focusing on being the best leader that you can for your team. And I believe that a few there's a few topics that are encompassed with leadership, and that's self-reflection and growth. And only you can take care of you. You need to make yourself a priority. Make time to prioritize time to nurture yourself physically and mentally. Now, I find myself that I'll dip into this busy action and I'm left with nothing but frustration, discouragement, and feeling unaccomplished. When I make time for myself to work out, eat good, get good rest, I function 100% better for my team and my business. Making time to learn more about leadership and business, it's necessary to become better. We must learn to be that person. Your business will require you to develop strong business and leadership skills. We need to read books that will guide us to become a better owner, listen to podcasts like this one that's going to inspire, motivate, and educate. Being, becoming better, it's a process. And it takes incredible discipline and dedication to evolve your very being. And the next one under leadership is ask for feedback. So lately in my salon for our monthly performance reviews, I sit down one-on-one with each of my team artists and I ask them for honest feedback. Warning, you may not always like or agree with what they have to say, but Know that asking for feedback is going to allow you to see the business and the leadership from their perspective, right? They're the ones who are taking care of the customers. They're the ones that are uh, bringing in money to the business. So it's important that we do see things differently in their eyes. Now, really make sure that you don't take their feedback and, and use that as Start to have that conversation of reasoning of why you did something or why you said something, but dig deeper into why are they feeling this way or why did they give you that feedback and come from a place of understanding so you can understand their viewpoint of why, why are they seeing things this way and take notes on what they're saying, write it down and give yourself time to digest that. It's not important to come back at them and argue of justifying your actions, but to really just to stop and listen to your team and what they have to say. And think to yourself, is there something that we as a leader can change? Is it a 
Is it a me thing? Is it a business thing? And does it present a possible issue down the road? In what ways can we adjust so that the team feels heard? And if multiple people are giving the same feedback, then we need to create an opportunity to take a course of action to make corrections. So I know that can be very difficult to sit down and get feedback, but I promise you that your team wants to see the business be as best as they can. And if they can be a part of that too, it's going to strengthen the relationship that you have with your staff and the team overall. Make time to lead your team. This is the third part of leadership. We have to make time to lead the team. They want constructive criticism. They want to know, are they on track? And are you pleased with their work? They want to be engaged and challenged. I I believe it's important to give monthly goals and ideas of how they can achieve their goals. Set them up to win, not lose. And I think of this also as one of the five love languages being quality time. And most of your team, they want to spend time with you and understand why are we working hard together? The next one that I believe that salon owners should be focused on is delegation. Now, I mentioned before, there are a lot of moving parts in a business that creates momentum and growth. And the truth is, is that one person should not be doing it all because most likely you're not good at it all. I know that I'm not. And having the right people and the right positions should make the work life easier and more efficient. So I would suggest start out with making a list of all the things that need to get done and all the different roles of the business and only put your name next to the areas that you are a master at and enjoy and you're good at. All the other roles you need to find in an internal or an external worker. In the beginning financially, I get it, you may be feeling compelled and capable of doing it all, but as the business grows, these roles should be and can be delegated to an outsider to allow you more free time to do the things that only you can do. Oftentimes, leaders become the bottleneck of their business and they get in their own way and it causes them to stunt their growth. So making sure that you are really expanding your vision of what your business can become. And the last one that I believe that leaders should be focusing on is the culture. If you help enough people get what they want, you will in turn get what you want. Now, if we don't establish the culture, the culture will create its own, which is very scary. (laughs) Show your staff your core values, your expectations, and what attitude of a servant leader should be, and lead by example. If you are not sure what your culture is, it is time to establish what it is because it will help you make better decisions in your business on who to hire, who to fire, and what will help grow the business. Start with writing a list of description words that would describe your dream team. And then write out what you would want your dream client experience to look like. And what does your business values 
what are your business values and use these values to make all of your business decisions moving forward. Okay, so that was the salon owner. Now let's talk about the things that an employee should be focusing on. So I believe that the employee should be focusing on customer service, how to make your client's experience extra special. Now, I've been doing a lot of research on luxury brands and different companies that are very well known for their customer service. And one of the things that is always suggested is you call the client by their name. I mean, how often is it that we will go up to our teammates and we'll say, your client is here or your guest is here, or can you shampoo my client? And we are referring to them as a client, even right in front of them. So let's take a moment and actually learn what the client's name is and refer them by their name and not client. It gives each client special attention and makes them feel more belonged to your salon as opposed to another body in the chair. So study your schedule, study your team schedule and see who is coming into the salon. And especially if a new client comes in, I believe it's really important that we introduce them to the team, make them feel welcomed in your space. Now, if they've been there before, like a regular, make special notes about their last visit or conversations and refer back to what what topic you spoke about last time. Maybe they went to a wedding or had a vacation. It's important that we ask them about how it was. It makes them feel special that you have remembered that conversation. And if you can't remember everybody, that is okay. That's why it's important to just take notes about your conversations that you've had, and it will trigger your memory of what you spoke about. Make sure to go out of your way to make them feel like a VIP and do this for everyone, not just the new clients, but your regulars as well. Give everyone a signature consultation. You know, and this this signature consultation should be a magic moment because it builds trust, it builds your relationship, and it will, in turn, help with retention. You want to set a common goal for their beauty. Share with the client what you want to show them of how you want them to do their hair at home. Let them know that you have a product that you want to, you want to show them that's going to help with their frizz or smoothing their hair or adding volume. I think during the signature consultation, it's important not to elaborate too much on products per se, but at least let them know that this is something that you'd like to share during their visit. Ask them if they can commit to the maintenance for their desired look. So if you know they have a short haircut and this is going to be a five-week maintenance, ask them, is this something that you can commit to in five, five weeks? And if they say yes, let them know, perfect, before you leave, I want to make sure to get you back on my schedule. So you're letting them know that you want to see them back in, you want to take care of the maintenance for them, and that you will be rebooking their appointment later on during their visit. I believe that it's important too during the signature consultation that you reiterate what you are doing today along with price transparency. 
and you want to get their verbal agreement that they are on board with your professional recommendation of the process. Now, I believe this is super important, especially as your prices are increasing. Even if they're a regular guest and they're maybe used to spending three, $400, I still believe that it's important that we tell them the price. This way, there's no surprise at the end of their visit of how much their service is going to be. And if you, if you don't feel like you're on the same page with the client, keep asking more questions until you can connect. So I think that's the worst thing when we're trying to hurry along with the consultation because we just want to jump into their highlights or their haircut. And if you don't feel like you're on the same page with the guest, then at the very end of the service, you will realize quickly that you were not serving your client and could potentially lead into a redo. So really making sure that you fully understand what direction you're wanting to take the service for that day and that your client also agrees with it as well. With customer service, it's all about our dialogue and how we articulate what we are doing in a professional manner this is going to help elevate the guest experience and build more credibility as a licensed professional. So I would make sure that you are writing down different ideas of how you could spin your dialogue, such as, you know, and instead of saying gray hair, we could be saying unpigmented hair. And when we talk about, when we talk about different lengths, we should be also referring to the areas of their face that it's going to help enhance. Um, so I, I believe that if you can write out some dialogue ideas that will really help add more value and quality to what you're doing. One of my pet peeves is that when people say we're doing just a trim today, well, my haircuts are 97 and I feel like it doesn't really add much value, uh, to just be trimming somebody's hair. I don't care if I'm taking off a, a third of an inch or six inches. I'm shaping the hair. I'm creating a haircut no matter what, right? It's not what we take off. It's what we leave behind. And all of this stemmed from, you know, my love of the Ritz-Carlton because I love going there and visiting. Uh, if you have not been, save your money and go experience it. Even if you're going to go for a dinner at a Ritz-Carlton, the, their customer service is extremely, it's very valuable and everybody feels important when they're there. And not only do they call me by my name when I go, they go above and beyond to make me feel special, such as they'll hand write me a card, welcome me back. In the room, there'll be chilled champagne and chocolate strawberries in the room waiting for me. And I love their motto, which is ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And I think to myself, in what ways can we treat our clients like the Ritz serve their hotel guests? Now, I know that we may not be creating a Ritz and maybe it's not as luxury or maybe stiff, <laughs> right? The salon is definitely a fun environment, but I do believe that there are elements to their guest service that we could be creating the same type of magic moments at the salon as well. Another area that I believe that the employee should be focusing on is learning and practicing technical skills and skills in general, right? We will forever be working at mastering our craft and tool and techniques 
they're constantly going to be evolving, right? Challenge yourself to learn something new each week. Grab a mannequin or practice on a friend. This will keep you engaged, excited, and stretching your skills. Use tools that excite you and help you work easier, right? So whether you want to use bright colored clips or glittery combs and spray bottles, whatever it is that makes you happy, then have that part of your arsenal. Even a regular client can get bored with you. So if you're not switching things up with their looks, you have to try something new because you're going to be losing clients and you're going to become bored and stagnant. I believe it's a great thing to brag to your clients of new classes that you've taken and education courses that you've taken because you're using your personal time to learn and grow and they get excited for you. And I believe that it brings more uh, authority and credibility to you as a professional. Now, soft skills, we touched on this in episode 94, and that encompasses your communication style, people skills, and awareness. Now, this is a life skill that will be a subject that we must always be studying and improving. We are emotional artists, and at times it's difficult to communicate with challenging clients or your teammates. And we often respond to things of how we perceive perceive the person or the situation versus removing the emotion from it and responding more professionally. So always be learning and practicing your skills. And the last one is creating happiness in the salon. Now, this method is one that I learned from Strategies. It's a salon coaching company. And we've been implementing this at the salon, which focuses more on asking versus focusing on the outcome. But I love this system because it creates a behavior. And honestly, it feels less pressure than tracking numbers. And I used to hate hearing numbers when I was an employee. I felt like the salon only cared about our numbers. But looking back now, what I realized is I didn't like that there was no coaching around it. The results were either you hit your numbers or you didn't. So you either did good or you did not do good. And what I've realized is that numbers, it shows us a story of our effort and that we are ultimately in control of our success. And certain behaviors create certain results. And the mindset shifts into feeling empowered and focusing on truly creating happiness in the guest experience. And the outcome is that the numbers will be increased just by focusing on creating happiness. So the areas of focus within this happiness in my salon is that we're focusing on rebooking that client, which we spoke about that we are already getting that upfront contract and agreement during that signature consultation, right? Because we said, are you able to do five weeks for this haircut? You're getting a verbal agreement if they're able to rebook with you. And then we also are wanting to focus in on our retail and when we focus on the the retail aspect, we are bringing it up during that signature consultation. And one of the key uh, key elements for the retail is also to make sure that we are speaking about the retail, grabbing three products before we even style their hair. And 
not saying a whole lot about the detail of the retail, but just saying, this is what I would recommend. And just leaving it at that of, this is my professional recommendation. It is our job as licensed professionals to be recommending product to them. And the next one for creating the happiness is upselling. So whether you want to tint the eyebrows, wax the eyebrows, do a conditioning treatment, maybe um, an anti-aging eye treatment while they're processing, especially when they're processing, they have to sit there and be relaxing anyways. So they might as well get the opportunity to upgrade, you know, and anytime I, for myself, at least that I have the option to upgrade, of course, I want the best of the best. And guess what? So do your clients. And when you realize the only job you need to do is just make the offer and develop the habit of asking and recommending your client, it begins that momentum to transform your business. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and have been able to receive a message that will help you grow and build your business. My goal is to help you transform your business and yourself to create a career that supports your life. Now, if you like this episode, I would love if you would leave this podcast a review, share it on IG with all of your beauty besties. I'm honored to be a part of your beauty business, and I hope that this has been your dose of a game changer. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you are loving these episodes, I would appreciate a review on your experience of how this podcast is helping you grow your business so that others just like yourself can learn, grow, and be a part of the podcast. I'd love to get connected with my listeners. So make sure to join me in the free Facebook group where you'll find a community of like-minded beauty professionals that want to grow their business and careers. I'll share with you my top tips, Q&As, and when new podcasts are released. Thank you again for your love and support. It's an honor to be a part of your business building journey.